Hey everybody, Tyler Smith here. Just wanted to remind everybody about the new Battleship Pretension book, the 101 Best Movies of the 2010s, uh, which will be available in January and we are currently taking pre-orders for. It is $14.99 plus shipping. Uh, at the moment, we do only ship within the United States, but that's something we're hopefully going to change in the next couple of months. But uh, in the meantime, uh, yeah, it's uh, David and me and Scott. We all uh, contributed uh, different writers ups to the book along with various writers and podcast guests and all of that um, it's uh, we're very excited about it uh, I've seen the design of the book and uh, and yeah I think it's something that uh, that'll be a lot of fun to read so if you are interested uh, in in pre-ordering the book uh, you can go to battleshippretension.com and then on, then on the left hand side there will be a little graphic you can click on and you can go through there we uh, we accept payment through PayPal uh, but you can use a debit card credit card whatever you want to do so I uh, just wanted to remind everybody of that thank you for your continued support and let's start the show Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Uh, I'm uh, excited as as someone who um, tends to, maybe as a, in, a, in character, kind of uh, say that the, the, the theater-going experience is overrated. Um, I'm very excited for HBO, or sorry, for Warner Brothers' HBO Max pronouncement uh, about the year 2021, uh, in which every one of their major releases will be available for a month right. um, on HBO Max. Now, I say that, like I said, partially doing a character because I... I pretend to be obtuse about things like celluloid or going to theaters. Sure. I under I understand, and also I understand that this could be a very bad thing for movie theaters. Um, I would hope not, but you know, yeah, hope in one hand and blah blah. blah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I I would hope that people still, all my joking aside, still cherish the movie going experience enough to make it worthwhile and to maybe even pay a premium for it. Uh, uh, um, if, if this were to become the norm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but, sure. um, but I'm, I'm worried that it could be, uh, I don't know. It could be something like, um, so now that's the risks getting into, politics that i don't want to get into with our listeners i was going to oh, give okay. an example that wasn't a i didn't mean politically but could spur uh, uh some nasty emails so let's not talk about that let's instead talk about how do you feel about it do you think my first question do you think this is a 2021 only thing like warner brothers says it is or is this potentially um a first step down the road to the future of uh film distribution i think it's I genuinely do think it's a 21, uh, 2021 thing, provided, of course, you know, uh, there's a, there's eventually a vaccine and, and you know, the coronavirus or uh, COVID becomes, you know, a thing of the past. Um, 
because I, you know, I, so I've, there are so many articles being written about like, ah, this, this harkens like the death knell for movie theaters. I don't actually think so. I genuinely, you know, if there's a giant franchise movie that is only available in theaters, people will go see it. You know, if, if end game, you know, end game, for example, um, if other movies, let's say, let's say other movies are being, uh, you know, put on Netflix or HBO max or Hulu or whatever, but then a film like, Avengers Endgame is only available in theaters. People are still going to see it. They're not going to like hang out and wait for it to eventually show up on streaming or they're like, well, I'm not going to go out. I think that also after movie theaters being closed, you know, closed yeah, but this isn't so long. This is out. day and this is day and date though. This is sure. They, they have, there's not going to be, it's like they have the opportunity right away. So if Avengers Endgame was in theaters and on Disney plus on the same day. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard do you to know. Feel, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think genuinely... a lot of people would watch it at home. I think I would be tempted to watch it at home. I'd be tempted, but I don't think I'd be tempted very much. And I will say that like, you know, a lot of the, even, even some of the non movie people that I know, even they have talked about like the, the value of, see, or uh, that they value seeing something in a movie theater, like seeing something like on the big screen. Um, but you know that's the thing is convenience is a hard thing to argue with and especially yeah. if it's if it's already part of a subscription that you have you don't have to pay anything more you don't have to go out um but i do think that there's there's also a communal element to movie theaters that people enjoy but this all could be me uh projecting i still really value the movie going experience like every aspect of it outside of people talking and being assholes um and I, and definitely like when you go see a movie with like a really great sound system on a really nice screen, like it's, there's, there's really nothing like it uh, as opposed to just watching in your dumb old house. Um, so I, I, I don't think that this, this is like uh, you know, a harbinger of anything, but I do think, I, I suppose that it is possible that uh, that it could change the, the model, maybe not exactly the, so that it, it mimics, everything that that Warner brothers is doing with HBO max. But I do think that once all this is over, I, I, I don't think everything is going to go completely back to the way it always was. I think that, you know, that uh, was a, that genie's out of the bottle or whatever you want to say. Um, Toothpaste is out of the tube. There you go. Um, I think mine's more magical. Let's say the genie's out of the bottle. Um, out of the lamp. Mine's more relatable. Yes, sure. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, as we've been saying, as, as a lot of people have been saying, I'm really interested. I was interested before this to see how everything is going to shake out once this is all done. But then something like this comes along where a streaming service and a studio like work together to make this thing exclusive and make it make it possible. Uh, and once you start having these these as opposed to like one movie at a time, like, Oh, well, we'll do it with this film and not this film. Uh, and then you also get Disney plus a while ago saying like, they're really focusing now on like, they're more focused on producing streaming content than they are theatrical content. Um, and I do feel like, okay, now you're getting like big sweeping decisions that will last an entire year. And that kind of thing will, regardless of how, how much Hollywood and certainly movie theaters denounce it, you know, if it winds up being profitable in some regard, uh, then yeah, I think, 
I don't think the movie the movie theater experience is ever going to go away completely. But I do think, sure, yeah, yeah the, the just like the, live the theater still change. exists, and yeah. every once in a while there's something like a Hamilton or whatever that, yeah, um, is a, is a must see. But I do think, like, I think the point you made is that, uh, you know. Um, uh, how are you going to keep them down in the, uh, uh online <laughs> in line for a movie theater yeah. once they've seen, uh, I'm trying to think of literally any 2021, uh, Warner brothers movie, but once they've seen one woman two or whatever on their yeah. couch, um, uh, and that's a 2021, but it's the same, uh, yeah. release model. Um, I think that's, that's the, that's the thing, even if it's not profitable at first, there's going to be. I, this is my thinking is that people are just going to expect, expect it. You know, I was, I was reading an article uh, just today about how, um, uh, predictions about what things in terms of like working from home, that jobs that can be done from home, we're doing this for so long that even once the vaccine is at full, you know, once, once things are, back to being safe again, people are just going to expect to be able to work from home because we've done it so long or people are going to expect to be able to get uh, uh takeout from any restaurant, even restaurants sure. that didn't used to have takeout. That's what they do now. And that's how people are going to expect to be able to, to eat that way. Uh, and I, and I think that, um, if people like this, they're going to expect it to stay and it, they're going to be mad at, at the very, if Warner brothers goes back, in 2022 sure. to the uh, normal, normal way people there'll be people who will at the very least be mad at warner brothers if not mad at every studio for not doing <laughs> not well doing and it. that's and i think when we talk about people i mean you and i think in terms of warner brothers i don't think i think people the the and i don't mean to say this in an, in in a negative way like they're ignorant it's that like you know they don't i think most people don't really follow what studio is doing what you know, so I think they think in terms of individual movies or franchises. And so I don't know if the I, you and I or or certain certainly uh, industry people, um, they will think in terms of Warner Brothers. But I think the average moviegoer will just they might think even larger, like you were saying, they might just be mad at every studio or just mad at Hollywood in general or mad at movies for not following this model. Well, I wonder now, though, if if Warner brothers is the only major studio that does this in 2021, does that increase their brand awareness? Like people know like, Oh, that's a Warner brothers movie. So I can watch it on HBO max. You know, people like people become trained to, to, to recognize which movies Warner brothers are putting out. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's it's still new. Anyways, you guys, (laughs) that's Jack black, right? Uh, Jack black presenting at the Oscars, doing a whole little, like, bit like they do and then yeah. his transition his segue to uh call back the last movie journal um was just into actually giving the award was just to go anyways you guys <laughs> it's, uh, i don't know what it says moments, about yeah. me that it is one of my favorite oscar moments in my oh, absolutely. entire life <laughs> oh yeah yeah um but yeah i mean it's, it's something that natalie and i still say to each other by the way <laughs> It has stayed with me uh, because yeah. it's just anything that's just like so casual yeah. uh, for such a big night. Uh, I love, um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see once all this plays out, it'll, it'll, it's, it's interesting. And, and maybe also for, for many people disheartening to see what, what impact, what long lasting impact uh, that this will have on every industry, you know, um, like, 
in my in my line of work I mean, all teaching is, is remote and it is kind of assumed that like once, I mean, once vaccines are out there and once people are, uh, you know, it's not really a concern. I mean, campuses are going to open up as, as soon as possible. Like that is just sort of assumed, but at the same time, I do wonder if, if the convenience of just tuning in from, from home on the part of the Mm -hmm. student, I wonder if that will, it will be something that, uh, that parents and, and students will be more interested in. So we'll see. But, uh, okay. Well, I want to tell, tell you about uh, tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Uh, Tyler and I use them each and every day. Um, I today was using them. I, you know, I said I wasn't going to, uh, told myself I was going to stop only talking about metal but you know what Uh, i was listening to uh, a lot of metal today uh including it's too bad that there's no visual aspect to this podcast because i was listening to an album that has maybe my favorite cover art of any album released in 2020 it's uh the self-titled album by a kenyan metal act called duma d-u-m-a i can see tyler is uh, uh looking it up i just want to see your reaction to this Okay, let's see here. D U M A. Yeah. So I'll I'll, t- I'll type in self-titled album. Okay. Okay. It's uh, it's also very good, sort of like industrial noisy metal. Um, but it has a uh, an album cover that I find intoxicating, bewitching. It's not showing me. Oh, I don't see it. All right. Well, too bad. You guys can look it up for yourselves. Um, <laughs> uh i'm sorry you're not seeing it is it so oh wait hang on maybe okay. i maybe i didn't immediately recognize oh yeah because it didn't uh, have any words on it at all right okay yeah it's just a picture okay it's interesting is it the the beef the side of beef it is i'm guessing beef it is an enormous side of some sort of like animal yeah hanging and next to it is a woman in a full body wrap that has a very similar color and pattern to this animal carcass this this, uh shorn and butchered animal carcass it's fascinating to look at do you think it's i mean do you think this was staged or did they did they uh did somebody just happen to run across I, this? I want to believe that it's candid. Okay. That the, the, like somewhere in Kenya where this band is from, there was a food stall where they saw a woman like shopping for beef uh, in a beef patterned wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's how they sold it. Yeah. It's like, anyway, go on. Uh, anyway, sounded uh, great and, and terrifying on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So uh, please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY 
at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tyler? Yes. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay. Uh, I had, uh, you and I, off mic recently, we're talking about um, a scene from the movie Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should do a, an episode on this topic. And then weirdly, I watched The Holiday, as discussed on the la- yeah. most recent um, uh, uh, movie journal, in which Cameron Diaz's character plays someone who cuts trailers for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, it came up again. Uh, so we're talking about fake movies inside other movies now. Okay. I put a, I put a limitation on myself. Oh, see, I, I put mine in categories. So I wonder if something okay. that you maybe didn't count might just be in a different category. Okay. For me, the, uh, I was about to say, okay, by and large, when there is a fake movie in a movie, it's usually the film that you're watching is you is usually about movie makers. Okay. Uh, not always, but a lot of the examples that I found are movies. Uh, certainly there, there are exceptions to this, but for the most part, like um, I mean, sure enough, like the, the one from uh, the holiday, she is a, she cuts trailers. So there, there needs to be a fake movie. So she's kind of related to the industry. So what I, the limitation I put on myself is the only movies that I'm going to talk about are movies that have already been made and they exist and people can watch them as opposed to um, like if characters in a movie are making a movie. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm not, as as I looked this up, for example, same people were saying like, oh, the Orchid Thief from Adaptation because he's working on, he's working on this movie that doesn't actually exist. And it's like, yes, but they're working on it. Like I want the movie to already exist. Do you know what I mean when I'm saying? What yeah, I'm this about? is exactly what I thought you were going to say, because okay. I split mine into two okay. camps, which is movies that simply exist within the, the movie that we're watching and movies that in which the production of the movie is in some way tied into okay. to the movie. So, um, Maybe, uh, except I'm realizing I, um, uh, maybe you should start because I have, uh, my list got all fucked up and I have to do some copying and pasting real quick. So it makes sense to me again. So I will say, uh, this is something we've talked about on the show before. Um, and, uh, but it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite things, uh, that we've, that we've talked about, which is, um, I wanted to lead off with a movie that I thought was fake, but isn't. Um, and that is uh, in the movie Anger Management, uh, starring Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Not a particularly good movie, but there is a moment where they're on an airplane and Nicholson is watching a movie on the plane and is laughing uproariously. And then he he uh, tells Adam Sandler, like, hey, you're missing serious plot points. You're missing here. important plot points important here. Plot yeah. points. And then uh, you see what he's watching and he's watching Horatio Sands essentially like play with an out of control garden hose. And it just, everything about it looks like, Oh, this is a, you know, they staged this incredibly dumb thing uh, and ha- and they are having Nicholson laugh uproariously at it. And obviously there are no plot, important plot points being missed. I assumed when I saw anger management that they had 
filmed this specifically for this. No. And then you informed me, no, this is an actual scene from a real movie called Tomcats. And I was, uh, it blew my mind because everything about it from the, including the context told, you know, indicates that this is something made specifically for, uh, for this movie, but no, they actually found a movie that was so, obviously terrible uh that it would work they didn't it's like we don't need to make something let's just find something that exists and they found tom cats um so that's I a perfect to bring way that one up first and i'm glad you because that is a standalone type of thing so i think here's what i'll do i will just run through a lot of the things that i think you didn't count and see sure. what you would you think so this is movies that exist because the characters in the movie the, the real movie, the action movie we're watching have some relation to their production or something like that. You mentioned adaptation as the, or the orchid thief and the three and for just talking about screenplays, um, Argo in Argo. Argo. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the movie that John, John Dujardin's character is in, in the artist is called the Russian affair. Yeah. Um, Austin powers in gold member opens with, the making of a, an Austin powers movie in which Tom Cruise plays Austin Powers. Okay. Um, and I think, uh, does Danny DeVito play, uh, I've, I've, never, I, I've never seen gold member okay. actually. Um, I'm not sure if you would consider log jamming from the big Lebowski, which, which, uh, which That's, camp does that go in? Cause technically that it is characters that were otherwise exist in the right. movie. Well, it's, it's the film exists already. I'm I, like for, for me, it's movies like okay. in Maine. State in Maine, the movie is about the making of this movie, okay. not the movie that's already been made. So okay. like the old mill, which I think then is called like the fires of home or something like that. They changed the title because they lose the old mill. But um, so I'm not counting that, but something like log jam. And I would count because by the time we have encountered it, it's already, it already done. exists. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, Birdman returns. Where does that, uh, uh, is that something that we see in in Birdman? Not that I recall, because I, I did can't. see it on a couple of lists when I was looking stuff okay. up. Um, there's obviously the movies in Boogie Nights. Sure. Um, Bowfinger clearly would not make your, because it's an entire movie about the making of, of Chubby Rain. Um, there's a really cool uh, movie called CQ, directed by, I want to say, Roman Coppola. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did not. Um, in which the main character is an editor who is editing a movie called Codename Dragonfly. It's like a, a, a 60s sort of like Euro trash genre uh, movie. Um, in The Exorcist, there's uh, uh, the movie... Um, I don't um, remember the name of it, but yeah. No, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the actress. Uh, Reagan Ellen Tom. Burstyn? Uh, Ellen Burstyn is in a movie that it, I didn't remember the name of it either. I had to look it up. It's called Crash Course. Mm -hmm. um, so then by, my, by the difference in our uh, rules here, I considered the movie from The Holiday to be something that our characters have some relation to the production of, but the movie is already completed. Yeah. So, so would, you haven't I seen the holiday, right, but yeah. uh, deception, but deception um, gets into one of my favorite subgenres, which we'll talk about more, which in which the people in the movie that we're watching are recognizable actors, but who don't otherwise appear in the movie. Sure. So deception, the movie in the holiday stars, Lindsay Lohan and James Franco. Mm hmm. Or, you know, we don't know if they're playing themselves in this movie or playing other characters who are actors. We don't know. But um, we'll talk about more of those when we get 
when we get to things, um, uh, uh, other things later, but that's a fascinating thing to me is the, the, uh, and the burn after reading thing, you know, that's a perfect example. The one we were talking about burn after reading Dermot Moroni and Claire Danes are in coming up Daisy. Yeah. Um, and as far as we know, it's them playing, mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing themselves in, in this movie. Uh, that's yeah. what the, that's what the holiday is. Uh, habeas corpus in, uh, the player, I believe. Um, yeah, which... but I put that on my list on my first list of, uh, yeah. Things that are, our characters are related to the production of. And I forget to what degree. Um, cause I know that like Richard E. Grant, I think is like one of the writers and I, I, but I don't remember if we're seeing like the production of it. Um, well, it's, it's, it's in production it. while the movie's okay. going on because right. they changed the ending. If you remember right. right. And yes, they, he, they insist on a happy, a ridiculous, happy ending. Yeah. And we see, and we see Bruce Willis and, and Julie Roberts playing themselves, playing these characters. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, so uh holy motors i put on here but that wouldn't count uh sure um now one that okay you would count then is mant i would count mant absolutely um and that one uh is fun for so many reasons and i mean so many of these movies uh on my list are meant to evoke something else you know they're they're meant to approximate sometimes they're parodies mance is not a parody but it is clearly like an homage to movie that that william castle type movie mm-hmm. um and and be, the movie and beyond the, the william castle experience yeah um and uh, and so it's done not as a parody and not as a as a mocking thing but actually as like a loving homage yeah um it's and it's interesting that i've um I saw matinee when I was very young before I'd seen any of these, uh, the monster movies that it's sort of, uh, related to, uh, or, or sort of evoking. Um, and I think it gave me kind of a bad idea of, Oh, these are all just corny, mm, which sure. means to this day, when I watch one and it's good, I'm like, Oh, cause like them is a good movie. Them is good. Yes. Tarantula is a good movie. I like there's a, there's I, a lot I, of these types of that. movies. Um, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that arachnophobia how do you but you you, so you just have to like willingly just not think about the fact that there are spiders around all the time yes i have to do that because like Um, i i think have a very healthy fear of like alligators and crocodiles sure but i can mostly avoid just like i just won't want i just won't wander into the fucking bayou and i'll be i'll be good like but you have to just not think about the fact that there are there are spiders all around all yes, the time. I'm, I'm very aware of that. And, okay. and it also, you know, it's, there are usually more, you know, a, uh, like a concentra- concentration of spiders in certain areas. So it's like, I won't go there. So like if I'm cleaning out the garage, for example, um, uh, there'll be like a corner and I might need to get something from that corner. And it's like, all right, well, this, this is going to be tough. So, uh, what I usually do, if I absolutely need to get something from that corner, I will take like a broom. Yeah, a broom. And is I will exactly just, what I was going to start suggest. like very furiously. And sure enough, there will be spider webs. And so I just very furiously uh, uh, wave it around to get this. I'm just going to start swinging my broom yeah. and walking and forward. If and if killed. any spider webs. Get- <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and incidentally, and it's one of those things where like, you know, I've seen plenty of things with like spiders in them or giant spiders or whatever it is. Um, I usually have to kind of prepare myself for it. And then, and 
uh, sometimes they sneak up on me. Like I just watched an episode of the Mandalorian where, uh, I was not expecting, uh, just a ton of, uh, small, medium and large spiders to come after our, uh, after our mm. main character. And then suddenly there they are. It's like, well, now I have to deal with this right before I go to bed. Thanks. Um, so anyway, okay, we can move on. Okay. So, um, Another one I think would would qualify by uh, your standards is Stab from Scream 2. Yes, absolutely. Um, And that's one that, uh, you know, and I mean, the Scream movies just get more and more meta because it's not merely that Stab is meant to evoke a genre. It's meant to evoke the previous movie that we've watched. Yeah. And, uh, And that's yeah. And that's a lot of fun. And is I it, like that. I like that it's that, but a little worse. Uh, you know, even the name Stab is like a bad name for yeah. uh, for a, now, a horror movie. I've seen Scream Two exactly once, and it's been twenty years probably. Because mm-hmm. um, the Scream Two came out what ninety ninety seven, right? It was the year like, like the, the next year? Yeah. So crazy. Um, so it's probably been over twenty years since I've seen it. But I just watched Scream again. We watched Scream on Halloween mm-hmm. as part of our Halloween movie marathon. Um, uh, we watched Scream, The Conjuring, and Rocky Horror Picture Show. That was nice. our, uh, uh, um, because we had to end, because uh, Natalie was like, had not seen The Conjuring. She was like, I know it's scary. We have to like, I have to have a palate cleanser that's like a Halloween-ish movie, but isn't yeah. scary. So that's what Rocky Horror was. That'll do it. Um, but, um, uh, so in Scream, they talk about the idea of making a movie about this. And I think Nev Campbell says something like with my luck, I'd be played by Tori spelling. And then yeah. isn't it Tori spelling and stab? Uh, I think so. Again, I also have not seen okay. it uh, in a while. Someone who's seen it more recently. Let me know. Yeah. Let us yeah, know. Chime in in the comments. Um, all right. So would you count nation's pride from Inglorious bastards as a I movie would. within a movie? Okay. I would. Um, cause it is finished. We're not watching the filming of it. Um, obviously uh, there's a character who's actually in it. Uh, but I would count that. Yes. And, you know, and that's another one that is, that is, as is the case with a lot of, uh, a lot of Tarantino. And obviously you can talk about a bunch of movies from once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one where it's, it's not merely meant to evoke, it's also act because it, it does, isn't like Lenny Riefenstahl, like the credited director of Nation's Pride. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But what I do know is that w- one thing that might, it, this might be the only uh, on my list, at least the only uh, example of this. And Glorious Bastards is directed by Quentin Tarantino. But in real life, Eli Roth did all the Nation's Pride stuff. Oh, OK. So it, it is actually directed by a different director. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't realize it was Lenny Riefenstahl. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. I guess once you get into like Tarantino, a lot of this, a lot of stuff comes up because there's also uh grindhouse, not that he made these, these movies, but like there are little trailers for like Thanksgiving and, uh, and like werewolves, she wolf of the SS or something like that. Um, and then very, uh, tons of movies from, uh, from once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, you've got um, so that you might have two different categories for you because there mm-hmm. are the movies that exist in uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's characters. I can't remember his name. Rick uh, Dalton. Rick Dalton's past, like the Fourteen Fists of McCluskey right. and stuff. So that would exist. But then within the movie, he goes over to Italy and makes yeah. uh, Nebraska Jim and Operetti on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch the movie again. Uh, yeah. Um, so maybe that wouldn't count. 
Yeah, I uh, I guess we do see some of the filming of that. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously like my my little rule. Uh, there are movies that sort of push that boundary. Yeah, we'll get uh, to some bit. more of those. Yeah. But one I think definitely wouldn't qualify then would be Goodwill Hunting 2 Hunting Season because that movie is being yeah. made in Jay and Tyler Bob's Strike right. Back. Um, what is the what's the name of the movie in um, Day for Night that they are working on? I've never seen Day for Night, but oh, I, know, okay. yeah, I know that came up um, yeah. uh, on some of these lists. Uh, okay, so now if you haven't noticed, I'm mostly going in alphabetical order in, oh, okay. in terms of the not the movie within the movie, the main movie. But then at the end of each list, the things get all hinky because uh, it's more I tossed on there. So okay, here's some that I think would. Um, uh, uh, count. I'm going to name four movies. You okay. tell me what movie these movies are in. What single movie they, they're from. Okay. Yeah. Hamlet. Okay. Jack Slater 3. Oh, all Jack right. Slater 4. And weirdly, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Well, that's Last Action Hero. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, the character Arnold Schwarzenegger. So is it Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a character named Jack Slater in the real world. Right. Yes. yes. And he planned, he was in a version of Hamlet in the real world, but then the character Jack Slater from those movies or, or sorry, then the kid goes into the, a Jack Slater movie yes. and is interacting not with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Jack Slater. And within that reality, Terminator to judgment day exists, yeah. except it did not star Arnold Schwarzenegger. It starts Vester Stallone. Correct. Yes. Whew. Um, who's, win- who's winded as jimmy pardo would say yeah um i think that's one of those movies like um uh mystery men that like people hated and then it has a lot of defenders but i also think if you watched it now you'd be like okay this is better than its reputation but still not great yeah uh that's probably true i would like to rewatch last action here i haven't seen it in a long time um i remember liking it at the time but also I saw it, I was young enough that the meta aspect of it was very novel to me. Um, and I right. was like, it, it seemed to be operating on so many levels. Yeah. Uh, if I were to watch it now, I'd be like, okay, this is actually pretty, uh, pretty superficial. Um, so I'm going to cheat and go into my second list just to men- mention one that I hadn't seen this movie in so long that I didn't remember that this happened. But in the Lost World Jurassic Park, there's a poster for a movie of King Lear starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but yeah, I, that I. sounds familiar. Yes. And, and I mean, what is, <laughs> I mean, granted, one of them is in, is in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but like, what does it tell you about like the way we all view Arnold Schwarzenegger that him doing Shakespeare is just, that's an immediate laugh. Uh, to his credit, I think he's in on the joke. Oh, undoubtedly. There. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, um, okay. So uh, definitely would not be uh, on your list and is, um, whatever movie they're making in living in oblivion. That's a movie about the making of a movie. I've never actually seen. You don't, I mean, it feels very of its like moment in terms of like New York nineties, indie movie. Um, and it's got some funny stuff and some good performances. You don't really need to see living in oblivion, but it's not a bad movie. Um, and also I guess the movie from Notting Hill wouldn't count, which, uh, Uh, correct. Yeah. Which I, uh, this is not from memory. I had to look it up. It's called double helix. The movie that Julia Roberts's character is making in Notting Hill. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we talked about once in time in Hollywood. Obviously, the other side of the wind wouldn't count. Sure, that's a movie that's being made now. How would you count? Okay, when the movie starts, this movie doesn't exist. Then a period of time passes. 
And as a result of the previous actions in the movie, by the time we see it, the movie exists as a whole. Okay. Okay. What do you, before got? I say, before I, before I say what the movie is based on that description, would it count? Uh, I I think so. Are we seeing like a lot of, are we seeing production? Are we seeing like, we're not seeing production of the movie at all. Okay. We see events happen. Then we see the idea of, we should turn this into a movie. Some time passes. And then we see scenes from the finished product. I would count that. Okay. So I'm talking about PB's big adventure. The the (laughs) big sort of finale of PB's big adventure is all the characters come to the premiere of the movie based on, uh, uh, which is a great scene. I forgot about that one. All right. Um, yes, I would count that. Okay, so here's okay, so here's one that there's two movies in this one. Okay. That um fall on either side of the uh, of the um uh so the movie Action Doctor you would count, but the movie you don't exist or you just don't exist, you would not count. This is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, the <laughs> Chris Evans character. That's right. uh, Whose name is Lee something or Luke something. I can't remember. Um, Luke, uh, Lucas Lee. Wait, Lucas Lee might be it. Yeah. All right. That might be it. So yeah. Action doctor is um, (laughs) the uh, poster. We see a movie he was previously in, which has the tagline. If you look at the, if you pause and look at the poster long enough, um, the tagline is the good news is you're going to live. The bad news is he's going to kill you. (laughs) Uh, that's the thing is like when you watch when you watch these there are some that you're just like i want this to exist uh and uh with that tagline absolutely i want action doctor to exist uh but then you don't exist or you just don't exist i can't remember um is the movie that he's making that they go to the set of Hmm. wow i didn't remember that at all well, you remember that they go to a movie set, yes, right? That, yeah, I didn't remember the name of the. Yeah, neither, neither did I. That's why I can't. Uh, I, people seem to be disagree about what the full title of the movie is. Okay, so the Dueling Cavalier slash the Dancing Cavalier, you wouldn't count uh, from Singing in the Rain. That's oh, the movie uh, they're making. yeah. Okay, but you maybe would count then the very beginning of Stardust Memories. We see the end of the the, the character's previous film. Yeah, oh, I'd count that. Yeah. Okay. But then you wouldn't count Pineapple Express 2 from This is the End. Uh, I get, no, I guess I would. I don't remember. Okay. Well, uh, I think we see them make it. They, they make it on just while they're, they have nothing to do. They're all hiding oh, out okay. in James Franco's house and they decide to make a. Um, okay. No, I guess I, I, would not, I would not count that then. Uh, I'm not trying to. Tur- we've turned this into what I would and would not count. But just on this, for once we once we get past this first list, which we're almost okay. done with, um, then uh, it'll be things we both count. Okay. So we'll just a few more of these. I think you would count the movie The Three Amigos within The Three Amigos. Yes, I would. Okay. Uh, and you also then would count, even though we, we don't actually doesn't. We don't actually see it. Okay, here's an interesting. I'm gonna. This is like the PBS thing. I'm gonna give you a description. Okay. There's a movie. So within this movie, there's a movie that's very famous that we never see but hear talked about. Okay. What we end up seeing are dailies from the sequel. 
so oh, okay. would the first movie count even though it's only talked about and never seen and would the second movie not count because it's not finished uh i would say yes that's true although the fact that we don't see it and it's only talked about i feel like at that point what's even the point unless it's what what is it what is it you're well the first to? movie i'm not going to tell you the first movie that exists within this movie is called coming home in a body bag okay um and it's from true romance Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, in which uh, Saul Rubinick's character is a famous producer whose that's biggest right. movie was the Vietnam War drama coming home in a body bag. Sure. And when we meet him in his like penthouse apartment, he's screening dailies from coming home in a body bag too. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen true romance in so long. I like, it's probably been like 20 years since I saw it. I've seen it probably a little more recent than that, but I also watched it a lot. Yeah. I think I've seen it maybe twice. That's if, another movie. If that you and I were talking about, I don't know if there's enough of these to do a whole episode on, but movies in which the director's cut has now become the default cut. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, Cause yeah, the first number of times I saw true romance on the VHS that I had was not the director's cut. It wasn't until I got the DVD that yeah. I saw the, the director's cut. And now that I think it's just what people think of as the movie. Uh, yeah. My mind is now, uh, jumping around to various other uh, things that would qualify. So, you know what, let's hold off uh, okay. because I think that possibly could, I guess we could just do an episode about director's cuts in general. And then, oh, then that we could have yeah. that discussion. Uh, um, okay. And then final one on my does Tyler counter on that list. Okay. Um, the opening of who framed Roger rabbit. Something's cooking. I would, I would not count that. Okay. Because yeah, they uh, you know there's it's not done. There's still uh, Rogers got the wrong thing uh, floating around his head. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's the end of my list of movies that I considered the characters have some relation to the production. Some sure. of these you counted, some of these you didn't. I actually do have a tiny little. I don't know if these count at all. List okay. of just a couple of movies, but there are things where the movie within the movie is really just like a sketch. Oh, okay, sure. So like Kentucky Fried Movie has a fistful of yen and Catholic high school girls in trouble. I, yeah, those are I, kind I, of standalone I, sketches. They're not really. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, cons I don't count those. Okay, would you count Gandhi two and Conan the Librarian from UHF? I think I would because even though they basically are sketches uh, within within that movie, there is a a, a through line. Um, and uh, so yeah, I think I would probably count those. And I guess along. Well, it will probably get to, to back to the future too in a moment. Um, uh, yes, we will. Um, but it, okay. I, I lied before and I said the last one, last one. I don't know if you'd count or not. Cause I don't know if these movies really even exist within the world of the movie. Okay. But the end credits of 22 jump street. Have you, did you see 22 <laughs> jump street? I did. Yes. Which has yes. the posters for all the 23, 2014, yes. like all the, uh, uh, do those make it on your list? Wow. That's, there's a lot of layers there. Uh, I'd say, uh, let's say yes. Okay. Everything about that's just a complete alternate reality. So, uh, so yeah, let's count it. Okay. So now uh, we've got that out of the way and now we're into, I think, uh, and that's more than half of my list. So now we're into movies that we both yeah. are on the same page with these count as fully count as fake movies within existing movies. Why don't you start since I've been dominating the, well, and you know what? Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll mention, I'll go ahead and get most of mine out of the way by mentioning one movie, which is Tropic Thunder, um, which I've still never seen. It has some really great moments um, that are really great, you know, Hollywood satire. And then it has other things that it kind of 
doesn't quite work out. Um, but uh, but yeah, they the movie opens with a number of trailers. It opens with the trailer for like Scorcher Five, which is like it just um, this series that uh, Ben Stiller's character, who's like a big action star, um, he it's just like one right after another and they're all basically the same. And, uh, and the, you know, those trailers work really well cause you get a really strong sense of what these scorcher movies would be and how terrible they would be. And then, uh, Jack Black is in the fatties fart two, um, which is essentially, uh, like the nut, the, the clumps, um, where he plays every character and he's in a fat suit and they're all farting all the time. And, uh, and that, and you watch that, and it's like, and I'm laughing at it as though it's a real thing, and of course it's meant to be dumb as hell, but I'm still laughing. Uh, but then, then you have Robert Downey Jr.'s character acting alongside actual Tobey Maguire in Satan's Alley about two like uh, monks who are like uh, secretly gay and they're in love with each other and all that, and every everything about it just like it's this is like a prestige film, but also it's. Uh, it's clearly playing up like, Oh, it's very erotic and, and all that. Um, and then the big one that, uh, that the characters actively talk about is simple Jack, which is Ben Stiller trying to win his Oscar. And he plays a mentally disabled man. Uh, and I think that is where that in, in, you know, the, the scenes that you see from simple Jack, uh, that is, I think where the film is at its most brutal about Hollywood, just this idea that um you know if an actor wants to be seen as serious they take on this very maudlin uh sort of safe movie about like somebody that's mentally disabled so if they want to get their oscar or their oscar nomination they do that uh and just the way that he plays it it could be seen it could be seen as offensive like to mentally you know to like mentally challenged people but Honestly, that's the idea is sort of I think it's meant to really evoke like I am Sam, honestly, mm. where it's it's an actor who like it's a vanity project and he's playing this and the way that he's playing it is itself at best patronizing. Um, and uh, it's in those moments that I think Tropic Thunder it does its best um, when it really it's like, yeah, are you offended by this? Yeah, you probably should be. Um, same as like, you know, when, when a lot of people have, when they talk about blackface in movies or TV shows, you know, they talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s character, you know, he's in, he's in blackface the whole time. And it's like, that's the, that is the idea is that the character is white and Australian and it's, and it's, and it's, uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing Mel Gibson, essentially, like the 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 accent, um, but he's such a well respected actor that he can play anything. So he plays an African American character, uh, and it's very much about like the vanity of that, and then like just and just the ego of that character, and this idea that like well, I can do whatever, I can do whatever I want. Like mm-hmm. this isn't offensive because I'm a real actor, you know. So I think it actually predates, like I think people. Not that I think Tropic Thunder is necessarily the most like subtle film and it's not necessarily the most incisive either, but it's interesting that people look at the film and get and are offended because like I think the film itself would say, 
yes, this is you, you should be. And yet within the minds of these actors and, and certain Hollywood types, this is not merely inoffensive, but this is the height of artistry. Same with which in that regard, it's very similar to like the Simple Jack trailer uh, as well. There's there's a lot going on. Again, it's not a perfect film by any stretch. There's a lot going on in Tropic Thunder that if they had just been a little bit more disciplined in other aspects of it, it really could have been like right up there with like the player as far as like Hollywood satire, but it's a little bit lazy at times. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I'll mention, uh, I'm trying not to say, would you count, but um, sure. sometimes there are things like I mentioned with action doctor or whatever, there's just a poster or whatever. That's sure. all there is. And so um, in multiple John Landis movies, there is oh, sure. a poster for a movie called see you next Wednesday. Um, that's right that's right yeah i did as i was looking this up i that that popped up and i didn't immediately remember what it was yeah and, it's, a, uh, it's yeah. a running it's a running joke i i guess um i used to know the whole backstory but um uh it's not always it's not that it's not like it's the same movie and like it's the title shows up but sometimes it's like a an erotic thriller or like a erotic yeah. comedy or whatever it's uh it's it plays different types of movies and different uh different movies and you know along those lines i will say we could do an entire episode about this in which in which we talk about the movies that pop up in seinfeld um i know like i know whether because none of the there are there are some because there are three layers of those too there's ones we actually hear yeah right when they're at the movies we hear clips there's ones we just see posters for and there's a ton that we just see the or just hear the name um uh including maybe my personal favorite seinfeld movie (laughs) the muted heart (laughs) I don't remember the the conversation around that. One. Oh, because Jerry wants to go see, and now I can't remember which one it it is. Uh, but like an action movie. Okay. Oh, what was it? And he like doesn't he come out of the theater with Mario Joyner, and they're talking about. Oh man, what is, I can't remember what it is, but it's some action movie. It's not. Is it Channel? Is it Channel? No, it's not Channel because okay. we don't hear it. It's it's like. Damn, I can't really believe I can't remember. And George is supposed to go with them, but Susan wants to see the muted heart instead. So George has to go see the muted heart. Is is it? It's not prognosis negative, is it? No. Okay. Um, uh, I there was an art- um, I read an article once where it, it details every movie, every fictitious movie in Seinfeld. Uh, the one that I always laugh at the most, and you're meant to, is is Elaine's enthusiasm for sack lunch, uh, <laughs> where you just see where you see the poster and it's like the whole cast like in a bag, and she's like, "How do they get in that bag?" Um, well, no, my uh, uh, my favorite um, uh, outside of. My favorite in terms of things you actually hear is channel because you hear Larry David say, everybody out of the channel. (laughs) Uh, Oh, okay. So firestorm was the movie that Jerry uh, wanted to go see. Um, Oh my God. There there would eventually be a movie called firestorm starring uh, Howie long. Yeah. Um, My favorite. uh, And then there's, there's the whole list of, uh, Kramer doing the movie phone guy, yeah. um, uh, brown eyed girl. You gotta get me on chef. that plane or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mountain high. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. There's so many. Okay. Anyway, back, yeah. Back to business. Back um, to business. Right, I think yeah. it's 
No, we I went only, back and forth. I think it's your turn. Yeah, I mean, I only have a few left at this point. So, oh, okay. Um, I've still got I, a bunch. Okay. Um, well, I mean, look, we both have somewhere to be in about five minutes, so uh, we can we can yeah. rattle them off or whatever. I've got um, a DVR set, so. Oh, look at you. It's, uh, I have to wait until it shows up on uh, CBS.com. Um, oh. But, uh, okay. So, uh, one that I want... <laughs> I'll save this till the end, but you might mention it as well. Um, so I'll I'll mention uh, angels with filthy souls, and angels, and with, angels even with filthier, even filthier yeah. souls. Yeah, um, which is uh, fun, and I definitely know. Like, I mean, I was young enough. I mean, it was eight when Home Alone came out, so I thought he was watching like a real movie, like an old movie. Um, and uh, only I had the I, same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but what, when, what was I? How would I? How would I know? But if you watch it now, there's no way it doesn't make sense for like. Yeah the era that it's trying to evoke the language and violence of the movie yeah. is completely yeah. not fitting with that. Um, he says, get the hell out of here. And I know, and I, in, I was thinking, can we about see this, a body like jumping as it's being riddled with bullets. bullets. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, not that's something true. you would actually see in a thirties or forties gangster movie. Yeah. But I mean, but the actors that they cast, like it's everything about it outside of that is like just right. Like they got, exactly the right guy with the right type of voice uh and it's it's really expertly done uh all right so you mentioned jaws 19 from back to the future uh we already mentioned coming up daisy from burn after reading but here's where i'll get into my um the the thing i love about movies where real actors play essentially themselves um yeah in in other movies that's so that's a uh, kind of daisy is Maroney and claire danes um you've also got in uh train wreck you've got uh dana radcliffe in the dog walker a romantic comedy um okay i've, I've uh, not seen train wreck but that sounds delightful um i mean the move train then train wreck's not that that great but um and then one that i love is um in don john uh, on an early date Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson go to a a movie called Special Someone, starring Channing Tatum and Anne Hathaway. Except they're not playing themselves because we see the poster, and so they're like, it's it says Special Someone starring Connor. I had to look this up Connor Vero and Emily Lombardo. So okay. Channing Tatum. And Anne Hathaway are playing actors named Connor Vero and Emily Lombardo who are starring in a movie called Special Someone. Okay. Um, uh, and then uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt says afterwards that he doesn't think Anne Hathaway is, or Emily Lombardo rather, is pretty because she's too skinny. Always made me feel bad for Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, I guess another one I'm, that actually has... Um, well, okay. The night the reindeer died in Scrooge, uh, has yes. Lee Marvin, right? Yes. Um, and then this one would not count for you, but in Steven Soderbergh's full frontal, mm. we see Catherine Keener is annoyed that there's a road closure because they're shooting a movie in her neighborhood and we see a bit of the movie being made and Brad Pitt is playing himself starring in, mm. in the movie. Uh, I'm trying, I, I never saw full frontal. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm not sure if I can think of any more in which um, people actually play themselves. Yeah, I mean, I I have one. It's it's called Redo, and it's from Funny People, and so it's 
you know, in it, Adam Sandler plays an Adam Sandler type and then redo is a, a movie that the character has acted in. And it's like a high concept comedy. That's very similar to the type of thing that Adam Sandler would be in. So he's not officially parod Like it's not Adam Sandler, but everything about it is. Uh, so it doesn't quite count, but it's everything about it. You are meant to be put in mind of Adam Sandler. Um, even, yeah, I, even so I never far, saw that in the in the uh, in the clip from Redo. Essentially, it's this guy who uh, suddenly it's Adam Sandler, but now he has like the body of a little baby, and uh, and so you. Wait, see wasn't a, there actually a like Marlon Wayans movie? I think it's called Little Man. Little Man, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a um, there's a clip from it, and uh, Justin, of course, Justin Long is in it, and he, he's like. He goes, he's like, you're the one that asked for the wizard to make you young again. <laughs> and, then, and then little baby Adam Sandler goes, I didn't mean this young. And it's just like, of course, Justin Long would be the friend of or the younger brother, whatever it is. Of course, that's yeah. perfect casting. Uh, all right. Um, how many more do you have? I have three. All right, let me, I'm going to run off a, a couple. Um, I guess we do actually see a little bit in dirty work. We see a little bit of the porn movie men in black, men in black like, to have, like sex. to have sex with each other. <laughs> yes. That was yeah. the, that was the one I was going to mention at the end. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then another one, um, alien that, just look, looks just like a hot guy. Yeah. We better have sex with it. <laughs> um, here's another one. This is a Seinfeld level, just a name, but it's a hilarious name that tells you everything you need to know about the movie. And that's the flower that drank the moon, which is the movie, the art house movie within ghost. That's right. World. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's, Oh man, that's so perfect. I forgot about that one. That's great. The flower <laughs> that drank the moon. Oh, <laughs> what a wonderful film that would win a bunch of Oscars. Yeah. Uh, what's okay. uh, what's what, what else is on your, I have, uh, Oh, well, by, by weird happenstance, uh, both of these, the, my last two feature the same swear word. Um, oh, I know, I, I bet I know exactly which two they are. Okay. Uh, one is Terrence and Philip asses of fire. Yep. And the other is ass from idiocracy ask the movie. I think is the, ask the movie part the, yes. the, the full name. Yeah. Yep. Those are both on my, on and my list. You know, idiocracy I, I enjoy it. I actually think that it probably could go further with its satire or further with its sci-fi, but there are certain moments and, and the fact that ass is a huge hit. And then, and when they specifically say the film won several Oscars, including screenplay, it's like, boom, right there. That's perfect. Specifying that it won <laughs> screenplay. That is the, I love that. Um, and then Terrence and Philip asses of fire is, uh, is delightful because it gives us one of the best songs to come out of a movie in my yeah. lifetime, yeah. which is uncle fucker. A movie <laughs> I was singing to myself in the car last week. <laughs> um, okay. Well then, uh, is that the end of your list? Cause That's I've only got a few list. more, yeah. um, in scary movie, we see a trailer for Amistad two. Oh, um, that's right we do don't we okay yeah um in spider-man into the spider-verse there's a poster from for from dusk till sean which i'm guessing is like a sean of the dead sequel i would assume so yeah but uh um and then uh one that i'm surprised you didn't i had to look up the name i didn't remember this but the movie that buster keaton goes inside of 
in Sherlock Jr. is called Heart Heart and Pearls. That's right. Yes. That's what it's called. I didn't know that I had to look that that up. Uh, And then the final one, I'm saving it to the end because it's not really a spoiler, but um, it's just such a recent movie. I don't know if you've even seen yet Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things from earlier this year. Oh, I I haven't. Okay. Well, there's a character, there's a scene where we see a character uh, watching a movie on his lunch break, watching the end of a movie on his lunch break. And it's, uh, so this is me kind of spoiling a joke for you and potentially some listeners, but it's not, doesn't spoil anything with the plot. It's just one joke. Um, he's watching a pretty, very corny looking romantic comedy. And we see the very corny ending of the movie. And then the words directed by Robert Zemeckis come up and that's a big laugh. Uh, and you know, now that I think about it, um, a film that I would, uh, that I would not count, but it's an interesting pivot, uh, because this is, uh, you know, the, the movie get shorty. Um, it does actually feature uh, a movie starring Martin Weir played by Danny DeVito, just Napoleon. Um, but we don't see any clips from it. We see a billboard. Um, but then also the movie when the, when get shorty ends, like there's a, there's actually going to be like a big, uh, showdown, between our main character and then another character. And then we actually, when we cut to like a a reaction shot or whatever, it's now the movie that is being adapted from the story that we just saw in Get Shorty. And so suddenly the uh, Dennis Farina character, he turns around and it's Harvey Keitel uh, in dressed like that character. And that's when you realize like, Oh, there's, there's, they, I guess everything turned out fine. Um, and uh, so that certainly wouldn't count, but uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, choice. It's I've seen good shorty many times. I've only seen be cool once. I haven't even seen it. I read the book, but I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Cause I feel like in maybe in, in be cool. Do we see the poster for get shorty starring Martin oh. Weir? I'm trying to remember if we, I think we do. Um, uh, but I can't remember now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Be cool is, uh, uh, a waste of time. It's a shame. Cause I actually like the book quite a bit, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that Elmore Leonard's book is not done well. Yeah. It's just trying too hard. It's a, it's PG 13, whereas get shorty is R that's yeah. a dumb, uh, downgrade. And it's also just doing the thing of sequels of trying to like, remember this funny moment from the sequel. So instead mm-hmm. of the Cadillac of minivans, it's, it's the Cadillac of hybrids. It's just oh. like, yeah dumb like terrible jokes like that gross but uh as everyone says um dwayne johnson is very good in the movie um in 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 be cool um but uh still not not quite worth your your time all right i think we uh this is a fun episode i think we covered it lots of fun absolutely all right. So uh, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. You can email us at david at battleshippretension.com or tyler at battleshippretension.com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at DaveyPretension. Uh, this week, I reviewed so many things. I know. Oh, f- well, no, you don't know yet because you haven't seen them. Uh, you haven't seen oh, the reviews you know pop I, up. I always know because okay. you review so many things. You're, you're keep, you single-handedly are keeping this side afloat. Um, okay. Well, uh, check out all my reviews, um, from this week at battleship retention.com. Uh, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler pretension, Tyler. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug this week? Um, no, not that I can think of just, just dadding it up. That's, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, in the meantime, thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye.
This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.